Welcome to Pod Sham God with Amo and Brandon. No time to pump fake. It's crunch time. I'm Brandon. That's Amo. How you doing? What up? What up? Oh, feeling good. Feeling the flavor. Yeah, it's nice and hot today. Oh, yes. It's about to get even more stuffy in this place because you got to turn the fans off to record audio. Hey. I love it. I'm all about it. I know. It's, it's almost like we're getting in a sauna. Yeah, with the humidity and the rain, man, we're getting rained out today. It was beautiful. Yeah, some tornadoes. Yeah, we had some some nice jungle weather going on today, man. It was beautiful. Yeah, in the past week too, they had some uh, some storms. I feel like um, some hail came down not too long ago. Yeah, well, that was uh, was it Monday or no? I can't remember what day it was. It doesn't even matter. I honestly don't yeah. remember days. Okay, like time That's is fair. We can talk uh, about that. Let's get into that. Yeah, talk yeah. about remembering days. No, but that storm, it got it got so insanely dark just in a matter of like a half an hour. They showed the video of the time lapse overlooking the Capitol, and that storm just swooped in, and then there was like hail, and I'm like, what the hell's going on? And next thing you know, it just like, you know, all hell breaks loose. There's power lines down. You know, like they shut down like parts of Willie Street because it was like power lines down. People like all around the city, you know, sure, 20,000 sure. people without that. power. I saw that, like roofs got blown off. Yeah, tear the roof off. Yeah. That's some wild stuff. No, I, I mean, it's just another summer in Madison. I'm digging it. Yeah, it's it finally is in full effect now, so I'm, I'm all over it. Sure. Yeah, man, so what'd you get into today? Uh, today we did some bowling. Woo! Yeah, I got, got A couple some, 300s? You know, maybe <laughs> maybe someday. If you added up all three games, get My to one buddy is good. My one buddy is pretty good. He may he might get a 300 someday. Okay, he's like gunning for it? Like he can shoot like that? Yeah, he can shoot like that. Ooh, that's fun. Uh, me, not so much. No. You're trying to break that hundo? The hundo is my 300. You got the bumpers up? No, I, don't, I can't do the bumpers. I can't do the bumpers. Oh, nice. Um, But I just, uh, I just don't bowl like ever. It's tricky, so. you know, like, uh, I always want to get, get to do, you know, friends go out uh, on Sundays, there's like the boulevard, they do like deals there, and I just never make it out there. You know what's crazy? Like a, you know, yeah, like a hundred times, and I'm like, I'll be there, and then I never make it. They had a deal today, uh, $10, all you can bowl. I mean, how many, how many did you bowl? I just how got three f- games in there before I had to come here. How much does it normally cost for a game? I don't know, my buddy was saying it was $8, otherwise plus shoes that's fair <laughs> yeah you always got to get one of those deals you know go with a group of people get a lane for like a couple hours yeah yeah you don't want to be worrying about like paying for a game or anything like that but i haven't actually bowled since uh i lived in milwaukee yeah back in the day we had the polish falcon down there old shout school out to polish falcon yeah we got a shout out to polish falcon polish falcon was crucial because they uh, were grandfathered into i've actually uh, never been to polish falcon but i do like their story it's a great yeah it's a great place you know and they were grandfathered in to be able to sell beer after midnight and so you know you can get into a little bit of trouble you're out having a good time and the next thing you know is you're that like, still true that's no, still it's been true since forever shout out okay so milwaukee friends like yeah this is uh this is the ticket yeah they know they know I guess I mean I, I don't I don't go to Milwaukee ever so yeah there's a couple of spots that people always know where they can snag that that beer after hour I like you that. know situation so you're having a so good Madison time. Madison friends going to Milwaukee check it out tip yeah. stay in Milwaukee if you're doing it please don't drink and drive folks this is your PSA <laughs> but yeah man it's been a good week over here I just been kind of lounging just hanging out with some friends yeah just being a little too lazy you know so you had a lazy week this week usually i get the lazy weeks yeah nothing major going on went to the library today did some reading got to catch the storms you know got a bob dylan box set pretty excited about that nice Uh, yep yep 
Bobby D. Yep. Still going through all the Parliament Funkadelic records. Okay. Yeah. Just kind of going through them all one by one. Trying to do the, the side people, Bootsy Collins in the place. It's quite the juxtaposition there. Bob, Bob Dylan, Dylan. Bob Dylan and P-Funk? Yeah. Not in my world, man. That's the same. <laughs> okay. That's the same jukebox. It's nice. Yeah. Throw them all on together. Mash it up. Well, you gave me that Bob Dylan mashup back in the day from J. Period. Yeah, it's not, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty hard to, to get a, a Bob Dylan mashup to hit, I feel like. Yeah, well, he, you know, Subterranean Homesick Blues, that's like one of the first, like, rap songs. Yeah, yeah. Johnny's sure. in the basement, mixing up the medicine, I'm on the pavement, thinking about the government, man in a trench coat, badge out, laid off, all that stuff. He's rapping. Yeah. And that was yeah. 65, so, I don't know, I think some people will give it up to him about that, and he'll get a shout out, you know, every once in a while from rappers that know, but... I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I dig that. I, I feel that for sure. Like, it was um, a wild song when it came out. Uh, it's It's got, like, a rhythm to it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call it the first rap song, though. It's, he's rapping. Uh, it's a proto. You know, maybe maybe you could say that. So what do you think the first rap song is? Is like The first rap song? Like Sugar Hill Gang, like a hip hop, the hip the hip the hip hip hop, they don't stop. Like that kind of thing? Yeah. Or do you think it's before that? Um, I would think it's before that, though. Like I would think maybe it would be like... Um, uh, maybe just like a feeling of like even like sampling. Okay. So I feel like Marvin Gaye... Yeah. Uh, it was doing some wild sampling. So he got sampled. No, no, he, 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 there's, there's some wild, he was doing like. What was he using? Was he using like an MPC or like a, the, like a machine? Or? I'll, I'll show you this track. Okay. Where it's just like, uh, it outlines that he's one of the first, uh, uh, people that they can find where he was actually like sampling. He was sampling like himself. Yeah. So he was chopping up what he was doing and, and then re- like, reordering it and things like that. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, there's variations of that that had been done like in time. Like when you look at like, uh, like the Mellotron that like the Beatles use, like that's like a, a bunch of tapes and that is a sample. So that is like a sample that's being reused over and over again. Sure. So there's like definitely examples of that. But when you're saying like strictly in a music, like, you know, stance, like if he's just taking his vocals and like, you know, chopping them up. Well, that's the thing. It wasn't that he had any vocals on this track, this specific track. Like but he that's, was just, he would like chop up like the, uh, just like the, uh, like the rhythm to it and yeah. then play like the, uh, just experimental synths over that rhythm that he, liked. yeah, for sure. Like and you, you chop it, loop it, and then just go freestyle over it. But with the synth. I gotcha. Yeah, that's like yeah, improv like way of like talking. I don't, you know, that's definitely like a proto uh, approach to like the way producers make hip hop now. Right, right. But I'm kind of talking about like where did like the actual know, rap know, come know. from? You know, because like, know. but I I wanted to the, just just take yeah a different yeah. Angle, I'm with it. Know? I definitely want to watch that. I'm super curious. Is it a video of him or is it? Uh, well, there's actually so a guy actually. Um, oh, does he like recreate? Like, kind of makes like a mixtape and kind of talks about it. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be down to check check that out. Yeah, I went down a little Marvin Gaye uh, rabbit hole recently, just trying to get, you know, catch into some of his later work, you know, some of the, the lesser known stuff and the, you know, before he passed away. Nice. Not that it was lesser known to me, it was, I mean, lesser known to me, that stuff was huge, you know. Right, right. Yeah, that divorce album that he did where he, like, he had to make an album for his wife uh, to pay back for the, the divorce. Right, right. Uh, just going through and checking that that stuff out. Um and yeah, he definitely, like, people would sample his stuff later on to become, like, major hip-hop songs. Like, he's a major cornerstone of, like, rap sampling. Like, right. Your Gil Scott Herons, you know. Even Kanye. 
Like a lot, Kanye does a lot of dope Marvin Gaye samples. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Mad Lib, uh, you know, Premiere. You know, they'll take some some Marvin Gaye. For they'll sure. take they'll take it there for sure. Yeah, he's definitely a cornerstone. And then yeah, like Gil Scott here, and people are always sampling them. The Meters, obviously James Brown. You know, those are the those are the cornerstones of like what started all that. But yeah, I'm trying to think of like the like the the vocal vocalization, the style of that. Like you know. Sure, sure, sure. So yeah, we got a little a little research to do over here at Pod Sham God. Um, but yeah, just uh, you know, going down that music rabbit hole, man. That Bob Dylan box set's calling me. Fourteen discs. Nice. How many Ooh. did you get through so far? Uh, I just got it like an hour ago, so oh, none. Wow. But uh, I have uh, I got a bootleg uh, of it a while back, sure. and uh, you know I've caught a good chunk of it for sure. So, nice. but this is the whole thing, the whole kit and caboodle. Nice. So getting down on some jams, low key weekend. Yep. Low-key week. Keeping the funk alive. Staying inside, staying dry, staying cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Not so dry, not so cool. A lot of sweat, a little bit of basketball. Sure. <laughs> a lot of walking around, getting caught in the rain. Nice. Yeah, just vibing with it, man. Nice. Yeah, what else is shaking, man? Uh, it's me uh, just kind of hanging out. This is a, a week where we're just kind of hanging out with friends, like a, a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. Um... Sunday just just hung out and played some cube some leisure cube over at, at a park. You practicing? Yeah, my Getting one buddy that's on my in. team, uh, he got uh, really good all of a sudden, and now I feel like I gotta yeah, I gotta get good too. You just got a lot of whole, a whole lot more serious. It, yeah. it just got a lot better. Like that's uh, good. That's good. It's good to it's good to have like um, it's good to be be good. It's good um, to be good. Yeah, it's good to be good. <laughs> um, but no, it was just a, I, I don't know what happened because I hadn't seen him much since uh, last season and this season. Yeah, was he in the backyard practicing? Like he had a couple sticks out and just like, <laughs> no, he's just, he's just good this. at things. And so it just finally like just, just started to click. Just naturally picked it up. Yeah, like last year I think was his first year, and then like this year is just it's it's all coming together. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Um, and. So like we all did like different things. There's different things, you know, different roles or whatever. I feel like uh, my role. I'm usually uh, usually pretty pretty there, but I I feel like I was a little off last game. So okay, I wanted to get some some work in, see if I could get my your ten thousand hours in. Yeah, Maybe yeah. The Malcolm, the Malcolm Gladwell of uh, Coop. Right, right. <laughs> the outlier. <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, I just needed some time, just some something. Uh, just to work in some things, I wanted to practice like just being able to like, kind of throw it like harder, but still have control over like yeah, you know, just have more control when I when I try to have use more power. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. kind of what I was trying to work on. So it's good to like do those things and, and fine tune those things. We got rained out today. Tornadoed out. Tornadoed out. Yeah. Yeah, because you guys uh, are rain or shine over there. Usually. Yeah. Usually, but. Uh yeah, today they uh you know they decided not to uh to hold court, so we'll see uh you know what happens next week. Maybe I'll try to get some more work and see where that goes. Yeah, they might have had some trees down over there too. Who knows? Sure. Yeah, a lot of trees littering the streets these days. Yeah, backyards. It's wild. Like I said, roofs are flying off and everything. Too. Yeah, people are still kind of in a little bit of a cleanup mode over here for sure. Sure, sure. Um, but other than that, uh, just not uh, not too much going on. I, I started playing uh, FIFA a little bit. All right, which is uh, it's pretty fun. 
I play like one game. I don't play a lot of video. So you're playing games, like professionally in, in life, like for real? Yeah, 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 you got, yeah. You got drafted in? Yep. No, FIFA is dope. Talk about getting it, way better at something. Time. It's dope. It's dope. Uh, I definitely give it uh, my approval. Yeah, that was always a tricky one. My buddies would play it, and I would uh, see them every once in a while, and I'd try to sit in, and like, you know, they're so into it with all the controllers and all the movements and everything. Sure. I'd be like, dude, you guys are just going to smoke me over and over again in this one, man. I can't I can't handle it. Yeah, I'm not good yet. Like I said, I only played one game, but it's fun. Nice. Um, so what's going on in the uh, the world today, B? Like I told you, you're my news source. Well, I mean, just as I, as I brought that up, uh, you know, Malcolm Gladwell, you know, yeah, the 10,000 yeah, hours and exactly, stuff. Exactly, exactly. So I love the guy. He's got a, a podcast called The Revisionist History. But then I got like something came up where they're like, yeah, you know, he was on Epstein's plane a couple of times, huh? Uh And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Uh, this is like incongruous with his, uh, you know, his normal, uh, you know, his normal like you know, way of life and the way he talks and, and the way he writes. That's a whole wild thing too, like the whole Epstein thing. Well, I'm just saying, like this is like you find out like this dude that you love was like on there and he was just like, I was on there for journalistic reasons. I'm like, all right, well, where's the article, man? <laughs> <laughs> right. I want to hear some facts about this, man. I don't know. This is uh, <laughs> you're not going to be able to clear too many people's names here, I don't think, or your own. No, it's troublesome. It's not a crowd you want to be associated with. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. No, like even for journalistic reasons. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, definitely not lying about it. <laughs> yeah, that's trouble. Yeah. yeah. Um. No, that's wild. Um. What do you, how do you feel about the, uh, the Epstein thing, though? Do you think there's, like, more going on to, to, to what meets the eye here? Like, I mean, uh, how big do you think that, that is? I mean, it might not be too huge, but, I mean, it definitely is a network of people. Um, like, because even, like, uh, I was just reading before we started this, they released, like, the new billionaires list, and, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, how many are in Wisconsin? So there's eight billionaires in Wisconsin. Okay. You know, and... I'm like, okay, I would have thought that would have been more, you know, because like during the, the during the pan- in Wisconsin, just in Wisconsin. Yeah. More than eight, more than eight, because like I was reading like during the during the time of the pandemic here there, we added 660 more billionaires worldwide. Okay. So, you know, so the first billionaire of all time was like Rockefeller in like 1920 or something like that. Okay. Sure. And just in that time, like in a hundred years, we've like, you know, there's like a thousand or so. I don't know how exactly there are, but. In Wisconsin, there's eight, and so you start. Do you think to, Rockefeller is the first billionaire? That's what they said. Yeah. What about like the? Uh, I bet you it's like some Saudi dude. Yeah. Well, their money is like not known. Like we exactly. don't. We there's it's exactly. like there's undefinable amount of money. Like when people are like, oh, this is the richest person in the world. They're like, oh, it's Bezos or it's this or it's that. But they're like, yeah, undetermined amount of wealth. Yeah, over real there. money don't want to be shown like that. Yeah, it's a. Uh, yeah, not a, even something we can categorize. So and they got their own thing going on. So. There's nothing we can really do about all that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they're uh, reporting their numbers to uh, Forbes list last time I checked. But yeah, so when you talk about like a network of like people with like a lot of cash and a lot of power and the ability to acquire things and to, you know, control the narrative about like what's around it. Sure. I mean, like how deep does it go? I mean, I don't know. It could just be like him and then like another person like pulling the strings and then that could be it. Or it could be, you know, a, you know a nefarious group a whole conglomeration of people i don't yeah, know it could that, be a lot that's the the thing though because it's like man like what is this guy's motive i've seen 
Well, probably to collect information on people. Well, that's the thing. That's, like, that, that, that to, other, I mean, like other than that, there's really nothing else that makes sense, right? Well, they're into what they're into. I mean, you know, that's what they're into. They're partially in it for that. You know, that's some fucked up shit. So that's, you know, what they're into. Yeah. And they got the money to make it happen, so they're making it happen. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like they're working for someone. Sure. Yeah. And and, and that's just like... That's just Or they're working part. for a group of people. Yeah, or a group of people. Yeah. It would make more sense if it was a group. Right. It's hard to picture like one mastermind like behind the like the, like in a throne with like a you know right a, right you know controlling everything. It's possible, but it just seems like it would be uh, better for people that wanted to have power to spread it out in a way where they're not going to like have it all come back on them or to be stabbed Caesar style or something like that. Yeah, but the way like, they the all way, have the way they, to do it is uh, you know blackmail a bunch of other people well that (laughs) or i was gonna say like you keep it in the family like wu-tang style like a saudi like a saudi prince so well you just you just keep like the only people that are close to you are like the other fucking super rich people that have the same shit to lose so yeah, but in the it, same boat, so you can't really fuck each other over. But when you look at the list of people like on that list, like it's such a varied amount. Like yeah, you like Malcolm Gladwell or like Bill Clinton or like like who was like you know like there those aren't like compatible parts, you know. Right, but I'm like saying, if Bill Clinton wanted to make like Malcolm Gladwell disappear, I'm sure he could like bury him in some way, you know. Sure, sure. Just just I, like in like his sense of. Sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I guess I was just talking about, like, the people that, like, control, like, or the people that would be theoretically, like, you know, who Epstein would be, like, doing work for. Mm -hmm. Like, those people, like, that are going to be really the ones that are in power of shit, they're probably just going to be, like, a group of people that are always going to be, like, a select few group of people. Yeah. They're always going to be of that status. Yeah. Because they're all in that boat that everything they do is going to be mutually beneficial for like them. Yeah, real old that, real old money like hands washing to hands. To keep that status. Yeah. So, like they're not going to fuck each other over in that group. Yeah, they're trying to stay beneficial for them. They have a winner's circle and they want to keep everybody in that winner's circle, right. you know. Yeah, you, you don't want to get kicked out of that winner's circle. And that's like, yeah, and I'm sure that they can keep tabs on each other somehow. And I'm sure that there's levels to it, but there's only so much that we're allowed privy to. So Right? It's wild, though. That's one of the wildest stories that like no one just talks about anymore. Yeah, it comes up here or there. There's been so many things happening, you know? I think people are just, like, trying to, like, get on with their lives, you know? Like, people sure. are like, Jesus, COVID again? Like, come on. We can't talk about this again. We got to, like, I got to get my kids to school here. Like, this is, you know... You know, we're getting killed over here, you know? Sure. Like, so you start thinking about, like, news stories. Like, they slipped in, like, at the beginning of the pandemic that, like, all that UFO information that they had, like, uncovered, like, throughout the years. And yeah. they, they just, like, dropped that. They're like, man, here's this other thing over here. And we're just like, no, enough. I still feel like, like there's a much. lot about, like, aliens and shit, time, and uh, fucking just how we perceive reality. And all that shit is connected, I feel like. Whew. You said a lot there. Um, what if... <laughs> What if, what if, what if, what if that, like, um, civilization is just a long, like, sequence of, um, 
Like, you know, like, like the fractals? Mm-hmm. I and love like, fractals. Yeah, yeah, so the Fibonacci sequence and the sure. fractals or whatever. Romanesco. Sure, sure. And, <laughs> and uh, so, uh, like, what if what if life kind of works that way? Mm. Where, like, universes and shit. You're spiraling fractals out of other well, universes. Well, that, that is also wild, too, because you look at, like, universes and galaxies. The galaxies, sorry. Galaxies, the way they spiral and whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's just, like, the same kind of patterns as, like, you know, like, wind, hurricanes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, like, there's definitely, like, something that translates universally. But uh, what I was trying to say is, um, like, what if, like, there was a uh, life was created... Uh, like the first like form of like space or whatever whatever you want to call life form mm. in, in its whole essence um and that the point of that is to continue its existence the same way that we continue our our genes by passing it on mm-hmm. is to create like another reality yeah it's so a, re- a reproduction a, yeah every reality like to to live on yeah creates a, its next reality or whatever well it's like it's us with simula- like simulated reality it's us with like so we're, we're trying to map every quadrant of the brain of, yeah like now it's like, like if you can like figure out a way to upload your consciousness into like another energy form then you could technically live forever you know so you can create your consciousness in another entity and then that sure. could live on and then that can like reproduce too sure so then you're just like continuously creating you know so energy creates if- energy but if it's spiraling out, like you're saying, like, and it needs to create another universe to, like, keep just to keep time moving or to exist in general. To, to keep their genetic material. Their gen- okay, okay, okay. I thought uh, you, but, but time okay. would still exist outside of that no matter what. I mean, I don't know about that either, but that's a whole different thing. <laughs> um, but uh, what I was Well, for a thing going to exist, to, it like, has to, like, exist in, like, a time. Sure. But I, I oh, don't shit. even... I mean, I, we can... Uh, get into all that because like i mean relativity is a bitch but right. uh just going back to like we'll get to that one next week folks <laughs> um no what i was trying to say is like what if like you know like the the first civilization they got to that advanced point where they can make like other realities yeah like so then they make that other reality to pass on like you know their shit and it keeps moving or whatever mm-hmm. but what if there's other like byproducts in those realities like what if we're just like the not important shit what do you yeah we're like, just like the byproduct yeah like we're like, just like in somebody all else's... this shit's really moving mm-hmm. but like we're not part of it yeah we're just in somebody else's like stream like right. a whatever like we just like we're like coughed out of like a lizard that's floating in sure. the universe somewhere sure yeah i mean this is yeah i mean that is what we're doing i mean like we have like so many different like organisms living in us like we're like hosts to like thousands of things already and one thing i can tell you is we're not smart enough to fucking make a new reality so well that is going on there's someone right. else doing it. Well, we're right? in the process. We, someone, there has, if, if that is going on, someone else is doing it. It's not us. That's all I'm trying to say. Right. Yeah, we don't possess that technology, but maybe we're being like incubated to eventually be able to do that. Like yeah, our, 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 our evolution is to like create another version of ourselves. Like, sure, sure. Whether it's like a virtual reality or it's going to be like an actual, you know, because that's that's the thing with like all the simulation shit is it's like so like 
we played so many video games growing up it's like hard not to think of it like a video game like right. i'm always always like yeah yeah so it's like we're like we're like a cartridge like this is That's like earth, exactly. i always think earth of cartridge us like, like, you know playable characters yeah our own game yeah, yeah but they're just like yeah like okay well what are we gonna play today it's like oh we're gonna play the uh x planet 35 cartridge like stick that in mm-hmm. it's just like some other like simulation and they're like oh let's go check on them it's like oh man they invented the bomb oh shit <laughs> oh they're starting to destroy destroy each other oh oh they're making a comeback oh they're destroying the earth oh maybe they saved the earth i don't know It'd probably be entertaining to watch or to play yeah yeah stakes are definitely high. to watch for sure you ever watch that south park uh-uh oh uh, dude south park does that where uh just like earth is a reality tv show oh like, sure what if sure. we take all the species and put them in one place i like, got you normally, yeah, like yeah. each planet is one species one planet yeah normally. and this then is just like earth is just a reality tv show like the fucking uh uh what was that MTV like Mad Real World? <laughs> oh, like, that's the Chappelle one. Yeah, the yeah, Mad, yeah, 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 Mad Real World yeah, yeah, where shit starts yeah, getting yeah. real or whatever. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> well, I love that. It's the best. They're just like taking over the smoothie shop, and he's just like, oh, "I'm gonna make a cognac and fun flavored smoothie." And I'm like, oh, it's "Lysol." So this is the best. And I'm like, Charlie Murphy is Lysol, dude. I I I gotta like quote Chappelle big, show all the time. If yeah, I gotta speak say, in Chappelle show like we're speaking differently. Big shout out to Charlie Murphy. You know, R.I.P. Um, the best i mean real hollywood stories right i mean but beyond that like he uh charlie murphy did a couple of podcast episodes with neil brennan neil brennan was a co-creator of chappelle show right, with chappelle. right and i go back and listen i probably listened to it at least 10 times like how many podcasts have you like gone back and listened to that many times uh like that i've already heard like a single episode of a podcast that you've listened to like at least 10 times Ooh, none and so, like, this Charlie Murphy episode is exactly like real Hollywood stories, but it's in a podcast form. And he's just talking about being in the Navy, how, oh, like, how, awesome. Eddie, how Eddie Murphy, like, did this concert for the governor to get him, like, out of the Navy, all this stuff. And, like, the stories are just, like, superb. So, um, yeah, look at, yeah, look it up. Neil Brennan, Charlie Murphy. It's incredible. I will look that up. Yeah. So, shout out to, you know, R.I.P. It's too bad that he passed away because right. he, was, he was on... Uh, on, on, a, on a way to like even make more stand up because he did one special and uh, he was going to do some more. So, dude's the shit. Yeah, he got into stand up late. Uh, it was after like the Chappelle show success, too, where he yeah. was really starting to pick up. Exactly, and, yeah. yeah. And he was able to like book like huge shows and people just wanted to hear him talk. And then he would he started writing jokes and it was just hilarious. So, yeah, of course. Yeah, we're always going to throw some Chappelle shit in there. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. But yeah back to like the, uh, like you're saying, like the, uh, like Rick and Morty does the inter interdimensional cable where like they're like plugging into different universes and timelines sure, yep. and like I've watching that all too. that stuff. Yep. So like it's it's the idea of like being entertained by you know our reality is possible. Yeah, I'm yeah, with it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so that's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got? I don't know. I've been like enamored with this Carlos Boozer Prince story. I've been all over it, man. I know. I think I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. So like, let me just set the set the I, record straight. That's so, the one where like. Uh, so this Prince- is what happened. Like you know Carlos Boozer. He's an NBA basketball player. Um, many people on the internet know him because he uh, used to like uh, fill in his hair with like like what looked like a sharpie, but he was paying like millions of dollars to get this like sure, hair yeah. transplant yeah. thing done. So a lot of people on the internet have seen pictures of him because Carlos of that. Boozer was like uh, he got that big contract for Utah. Exactly, he's two years it. into the league, he gets a six-year deal because back in the day you could do like six, seven-year contracts. So he gets this like seventy million dollar deal and he immediately buys this house in Bel Air, which is smart. I mean, like that's what's funny about like the you know this this whole story is like I'm like man, this guy really came out on top like overall because he like 
buys this house in Bel Air that God knows what it's worth now. But then he's just living in Utah, and so people want to rent it out, and eventually Prince wants to rent it out. Prince gives him ninety-five grand a month to rent out this mansion, and immediately Prince just like starts taking everything out, strips it out. Well, he he has to make it his own. Like, yeah, he's he, like he removes. Every, I love that about him. Is like he just knows himself. Every like ornament, every like thing, like had to be flipped into like Prince's. Like he changed like the gates when he like drove up to the place with like Prince's symbol. The pool's got like you know like shape of his guitar. It's all like you know purple everywhere. Everything he changed. He changed like you know the studio. He built a studio. He made like a disco room. And he didn't tell Carlos Boozer this whole time. He didn't tell. That. He didn't tell him. So Carlos Boozer like tries to drive up to the place and he finds this out. And he's like, "What in the hell?" He's like, "Everything is like different." He's just all like, "My mansion is like ruined," you know. So he like tries to get a hold of Prince. Prince doesn't call him back. This is the part of the story I didn't know before. Yeah, no, I knew that. Okay, so Prince like wasn't calling him back this whole time while Prince is on this tour in Europe. And finally, Prince gets a hold of him, wires him half a million dollars, and tells him everything's going to be changed back to exactly the way you you left it. And he's like, "What the hell? Everything like how? Like what kind of construction team can do that?" Right. So then, a couple years goes by. He gets it back. He goes in there, and everything was exactly like he had left it. See, I didn't know about the uh, the wiring the money part. I thought that. Ah, uh, like, yeah. I thought I thought that uh, like uh, Carlos Boozer came back. And everything was just uh, back the way that it was, and it was just like, and, yeah. and Prince didn't get a hold of him. No, no, Prince. So the whole time, Prince got a hold the of whole him. The whole time, yeah. I thought that like Carlos didn't even expect it to be like back. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it was just back to normal, like exactly how it was before so, he left. Yeah. It. So Prince didn't want him to freak out, so he's just like, "Hey, it's all cool, man. Everything's good. Like See, I got I the money. I got a construction team. Like here's half a million dollars, just just you know to cool off, you know." And yeah, yeah, and there you go. That part. So, like, when you look at it, like, Prince was paying ninety-five grand a month to rent the place. Gave him a half mil, spent all this money to tear everything out, and then all the money to put it back together again. It's amazing. It's wild. It's awesome. It's so good. I mean, could you imagine what the neighbors are thinking? They're like, "What in the hell is going on over <laughs> here with this construction?" They're like, "They're putting it back to the way it was three years ago." Honey. Yeah, but then you see his <laughs> Prince, and it's like, all right. Ah, uh, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, he probably has a license to get away with shit. I would think. Point. I would hope so. Um, you ever see him cover uh, "Creep"? He did Radiohead. Radiohead? No. Uh, Carlos so Boozer did. Yeah, Carlos <laughs> Boozer. Did you ever? You ever hear that? It was uh, actually it was a practice when he was in Chicago. Damn, I was hoping Prince had covered it. I would love to hear Prince cover some yeah. Radiohead. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> it was Boozer. is just fucking around to practice. Damn. Well, you gotta love it. You ever see Dave Chappelle do creep? <laughs> no, is this real? Yeah, he does it. He used to do it. Uh, yeah, I think last year when he was finishing out his shows, he was doing it at the end of every show. That's awesome. Yeah, and he would just like belt it out, and there's like videos of him doing it in karaoke. It's like him, see, like him and Moe's Def hanging out, and he's like doing creep like at a karaoke bar. The Prince one doing the creep is awesome because again, like he's just gonna like make it his own kind of thing so like, oh, yeah. instead of like making himself the weirdo like he makes the other person the weirdo like he changed the pronoun and yeah there's because there's no way prince would ever feel like he's the weirdo in any situation so it's like no <sighs> yeah yeah he would do there's no way and it wouldn't even be allowed you wouldn't even believe it like right what you're a weirdo well, i don't <laughs> think so you're friends man you're friends yeah just going down that prince road was like rewatching the uh George Harrison, Rock and Roll Introduction. I was introduction. actually just watching that, too. Oh, actually. really? Yeah. yeah. So, like... Actually, yeah. That's fucking got, wild. I, I was just watching that myself. You got George Harrison. What was his birthday? So, Ooh. there's like a lot of Prince shit. 
What's that? Oh, Prince's birthday. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was just his birthday. So that's why I was watching a lot of Prince shit. I was just watching it off a of random. I was going down a little George Harrison rabbit hole. Sure. And then, like, Prince is always around, you know, in my mind. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, so it's like George Harrison's son, Tom Petty, Jeff Lynn. They're just going at it. You know, they're having a great time. They're rocking out. And all of a sudden, like, the last, like, three minutes of the song... It's just Prince like wailing the it. best guitar solo of all time. No. And then he gets done and he just whips the guitar over his head <laughs> without looking and his fucking bodyguard grabs it. <laughs> like, what? I think I remember you telling me about that part like a while ago. Oh, people never notice that part because it's like right at the end because you already have your mind blown. I'm like, no, guess what? This is the mind blowing part. This guy <laughs> takes his famous guitar, his one and only signature guitar, doesn't look, whips it over his head 20 feet in the air without looking, and then his bodyguard just grabs it and throws it in a case like nothing happened. Yeah, like, come that, on. Is, that is dope. This is the coolest shit of all time. Like yeah. he did the coolest thing of all time, which is like the best solo ever. And then he does something even cooler. It's like, the fuck? Yeah. I just love when uh, in the uh, uh, when he's in the halftime show in the Super Bowl. Oh sure, sure. Like, hey, uh, it's uh, raining. Do you want to do this? Mm. He's like, can you make it rain harder? Oh wow, damn! <laughs> I never, I never heard that. That's amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. Ooh. So wild vibe, and I love it. God damn! Yeah, he's the best. He's the best. So yeah, was checking in on that Carlos Boozer story. You know, I got a story that I was reading mm. about. Um, it's these two twins, right? Mm-hmm. Separated at birth okay. from Korea. One of them was like lost in a supermarket when they were super young. Okay. And like they were with the family. They were with and the they family. Got they got separated from the family. Family tried looking everywhere for them. Couldn't uh, find them. Uh, someone did find the daughter and they were like put up to adoption or whatever and they made the, the daughter made their way to the United States. Okay, so the kid was okay. Kid was fine. So they both grew got up. Got adopted. Yep, one's in America, one is in Korea. Okay. Uh, they get reunited later. They find out about each other or whatever. After like, I don't know how many years, but they're now like well into adulthood. Yeah, so did the one yeah. kid that remained with the family, did they know that they were like a twin and that they had lost the twin? Uh, I don't think, I don't think that the twin knew that until okay. like recently. Gotcha. So they found out this information later. Right. Gotcha. Right. Okay. That's the key component. Right. And obviously the kid in America probably didn't know that they're a twin. Right. Yeah. Okay. okay. And so they agreed to do like these tests or whatever. Yeah. Um, and what they found was, uh, the, the Korean baby was like significantly like smarter in terms of like IQ. Okay. Uh, which usually doesn't happen in twins. Uh, usually they're more matched. Usually they're very, very even. Like okay. At the most, like, probably seven points difference. Yeah, that's pretty... Yeah. And this was, like... Pretty thin margin, yeah. Yeah. So, like, this is a significant, like... So they're, like, wondering, like, why why that would happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing that I know is that the, uh, the, uh, the American... The, the, the baby that grew up in America... Like their parents, uh, their fa- their adoptive parents, like ended up getting like divorced. Okay. I don't know if that means anything at all or not. Could mean really, something. Yeah. Really reminded me of that uh, first episode of Atlanta. Okay. Uh, in a, in a, in a yeah. way. Yeah. Um, without going too too deep into it. Yeah. But it's like the what? first episode of the new the new season. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So season. so yeah, basically, yeah. like like to give you the premise, like there's this like super hippy dippy like uh, couple, and they keep adopting kids. And they're basically like 
totally like destroying these kids' lives because their whole home life is like terrible. And they're like abusing like these kids, like, and they're just like totally like totally fucked, you know? Like, how do you like grow up in a, like an environment like that where you're like eating? Sure. And you don't have like a, any real food. You're like with a bunch of other adopted people, and like the parents are losing their shit constantly. Sure, but I think also like even if it wasn't that bad, it's just not what you're. You know, it's just a different environment. Like, it's yeah. just maybe it's just harder to like just be comfortable to like. To learn. To learn yeah. shit. But I think on the flip side, though, you hear of so many people that, like, you know, can pull themselves up under any circumstance, you know. Right. Like you're, like, going to be dedicated to learn, you know. That's and, like, true. you're going to, like, you know, graduate early. You're going to go to college. You're going to do things that, you know, that is it's going to motivate you, yeah. you know. But, yeah, I think, like, the environmental thing, like, there's so many factors involved with that. I mean, obviously, if you want to get into, like, a nature versus nurture, like, debate on that. I mean, we'd have to know more about these two in particular, for well, sure. Well, that, that's the wild thing about the study is that this is putting into question things that usually were thought to be genetic, that maybe nature is kind of creeping into having some some effect to it. Sure, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's really tricky with that. It, you know, um, I mean, when you look at, like, uh, top graduates, like, in mathematics and, like, sciences, like, you're looking at, like, a lot of uh, Asian immigrants coming over sure. and Indian immigrants coming over. Shout out to my grandpa. Shout out to your grandpa. Math, who like had like a math magazine. They got like bought out. Damn. Yeah. A monthly math magazine. I don't know. It was back in the seventies. I don't yeah. know. Monthly maths today. Yeah, I don't know. I I I didn't know shit was popular like that. But I guess like he. You guys got more. Pop. You got any of these issues hanging around? I don't know. Man, uh, I do curious. know. I do know. Like so, like my dad has like some uh, theory or something that okay. he used. Uh, as like a thesis thing or whatever it's like totally like my grandpa like did for him gotcha it's like something that's like named after my dad maybe what yeah oh, like my grandpa just some did. kind of math theory yeah wow yeah that sounds incredible yeah uh shout out to your grandpa yeah math today i know right <laughs> um but yeah so you see <laughs> these graduates you know like and you look at a list of it and it's just like you know, the amount of Americans are, you know, it's pretty, pretty slim, you know? And so you're saying like these two are twins. You got a, you know, Korean kid that stays in Korea and a Korean kid that comes to America and grows up right. here. I mean, that's kind of, you know, our school system isn't necessarily so great. Right. right. That's the other thing too. Yeah. I mean, I can't, it's hard to blame the school system because like, you know, it is what it is. And no, it totally, it totally is though, because like, uh, even, I don't want to like downgrade struggling teachers, you know, and like, but they're like being bogged down with. I feel like definitely with like math and science. Like I know like my parents said that like what we learned in like you know ninth grade was like way behind what they were doing in like ninth grade. Like, oh, yeah. in terms of like math and science specifically. Yeah, for sure. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. And that's just like you know like that's not like. Uh, I mean, math problems can be taught. Like, I'll never forget, I'm not going to say his name, but I grew up with this kid, and he was the biggest stoner I ever met in my entire life. Like, in, I mean, sure. crazy stoner, okay? But he was the son of a math teacher. And this kid knew more about math than anybody. Sure. Like, I mean, you're talking, like, advanced calculus, like, at, like, six, when he's in the sixth grade type stuff, like... And by the time he was in high school with us, like he was being shipped out to colleges to like do all kinds of crazy math. And then on top of that, he was a big uh, cross country runner. Sure. 
And like, it was always just like, I'm like, how did this guy come to be, you know, like, and like, how is he always getting away with being a stoner, like in high school? Cause you kind of had to like pull your shit together a little bit. You couldn't like act stone in high school or you get in trouble, you know? Sure. But he was just like clearly stoned, reeked like weed all the time. And it was just like crushing all maths and sciences and, but especially the math. So shout out. I'm not going to say your name. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude, those are much respect. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a way you can teach kids math from like an early age that we just never got into. Yeah. And people here just like don't really want to apply themselves to it anyways. And like, I, yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, it's loose, man. It's a loose situation here in school. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's the seriousness just isn't there. No, no, it's it's definitely uh, a lot different when it's, um, you know, your only way out. Yeah, that's true. If you don't have the hunger, you're not going to learn the math problems. <laughs> <laughs> that's, true. that's true. So, yeah, anyways, man, I don't know. What do you think? You want to take a little quick break here? Yeah, we can do a little break. All right, we'll uh, be back in a second. Pod Sham God. I'm on Brandon. Check it out. Yeah. Welcome back to Pod Sham God. I think it's about time we talk a little NBA Finals, man. What do you think? Yeah. You getting into it? Oh, definitely into this. Yes, yes. So as we as we currently stand, it's one day before Game Seven. Golden State six. is up. Guys, oh yeah, sorry, Game Six. Sorry, get ahead of myself. <laughs> yeah, I got the future script on that one. Actually, I know as I know it's going seven. Yeah, um, it feels like you know it should go seven if you're a conspiracy theorist. But uh, especially because they have that Sunday game, they don't want to give up that nice little prime time spot. And last week they didn't have the game on Sunday; they had it on Monday. Exactly. And people are like, "What the hell's going on here?" I, was, I noticed. Yeah, I noticed. People were not happy about that, so it probably will go seven. But as it stands, the Warriors are up three to two, and the last two games are looking pretty good. If you hate Boston, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know Steve Kerr. That's my guy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, I don't know how he doesn't win coach of the year every year i don't know how marcus smart got it over defensive uh, player williams of the year. or Giroux. Mm. um i told you to jump that that defense is good not because of smart but because of because they play together yeah it's it's for sure it's driven by williams though yeah yeah williams is amazing mm-hmm. he, he'll, he'll just be blocking everything he's out there he's everywhere yeah yep he's all at once he's doing he's probably the one guy i don't talk shit about in boston yeah, Time Lord, Robert Williams, shout out. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What do you think is going to happen here? You think uh, Golden State closes it out? Yeah, I, I do. Honestly, like I feel like they, I, I really could see them winning it on uh, tomorrow in Game 6. Mm-hmm. Uh, either way, I see them winning it in Game 6 or 7. Yeah, I think that uh, they figured out a couple of keys to getting open on offense and getting clean shots. The Golden State franchise makes, what, like a cool $16 million if it does go 7? getting that home game just for the just for the revenue re- just for the revenue alone i don't think that even includes uh tv revenue sure so i think it'd be actually quite a bit more than that sure. the amount of money they they had a uh, courtside seats that were going for seven hundred thousand dollars dang yeah so i don't know yeah they can make they can make money obviously that's second market shit so they're not making that directly but just the value of who's the fr- gonna be there like e40 Oh, well, they give him tickets for free. Like he's like their like patron saint, you know. Sure. Like he's in. He's uh he's there to represent for him. But no, they got so much tech people involved. So much money. Got it. No, that makes sense. 
Yeah, so they got people spending that cash for sure. And just the value of the franchise, like if you had to value them, like they, I think, was it the uh, Joe Lacob or whatever when he bought yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. What did he buy the team for, like $400 million or something like that? Oh, damn. And it's worth like, what, like $6 billion now? Yeah. So when you talk about the valuation of the team, it's they're making money like it doesn't even matter. Sure. So when people are like, oh, my God, like, we lost money on this thing over here. And it's just like, dude, your franchise tripled in value in the last 10 years. Like, Well, that's why they can get that payroll for, yeah. for what they have. A lot of people are talking about that. Yeah, so it's... How do you feel about that, though? Like, do they earn the right, though, because it's their players, they develop them? Is it not as, like, outrageous as, like, the Yankees buying players to win a championship? It's just different with the cap because, I mean, even though they are going way over the cap, they are still at some point, like, hard-capped, like, overall. Sure. And, like, obviously they're going way into the luxury tax. Like, I remember when they had, like, uh, what was it? What's his name? Uh, I forgot his name, but anyways, uh, Oubre. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had to go, like, triple the amount of his contract. And, like, once you, like, (laughs) pass certain, like, thresholds in the luxury tax, you have to pay, like, double and triple on your repeater offender, repeat tax offender. So when they signed uh, Ubre, they had to pay, like, three times the actual amount that they paid him. Sure. Just to have him, like, kind of not do good. (laughs) But it all works out when they get somebody like Wiggins who closed out game five for him. Yeah. And they're paying Wiggins that contract. I don't know. Wiggins, you know, he stepped up. So stepped up in game four too. Stepped up in game four and five, and hopefully close out Clay comes out. Yeah, we'll see. Game six. We'll see. Did you game see that? Six Clay. You see that Clay Thompson imitator get arrested I did. at That's the game? Awesome. Or get banned at the game. He's wow. like, well, and he's got a point. He's like, well, your security fucking let me come there. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that's more your guys' fault than me. Oh, immediately. Playing. I was just like, how is it on him? Right. Like he's just hanging out. Obviously, he's like trying to get down there, but still. Exactly. No, that was absolutely Band for hilarious. life is uncalled for. Yeah, I get like a band for life if like a fan is like heckle or not. I mean like uh, actually like, you know, physically interacting with the game or doing something like that. But for something like that, it's like, come on. Right. Like, this guy looks like Clay Thompson. Like, you should just have him there just for fun. Right. You guys right. could play you could, off of it. I was just going to say that. You could use that. Yeah, 100%. It'd be so you could fun for that. the fans too. Yeah. I'd imagine he'll maybe get you know brought back in if there's enough uh, public outcry on that one. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> but it's been it's been fun to watch. You know, the series got more physical as these series tend to do. You know, once you get past a certain like fourth game threshold, I think teams just get so sick of each other and they're just pushing. And I think what Kerr did. It. Sorry. Go I ahead. Think, I think what Kerr did with uh, with Draymond managing Dre was just uh, insane. Like yeah. Like, I, I just, you know, like, you're watching it, watching, like, games two and three, and you're like, okay, that is probably a move that you should make, but, fuck, if I was Steve Kerr, I don't know if I could yeah. do that. I guess, you know, how many people can really do that, you know? You really, to, to Draymond well, you Green. have to have the trust, and it has to, I think it'd be a two-way street, I think, because, like, sure. really, honestly, at this point, like, Draymond and Steve Kerr have been doing this together, like, in right. unison for so long. Exactly. That I'm sure that those two can, like, speak, like, telepathically to each other, like, in a way, like, I'm sure that Draymond knows that Kerr has, him, you know, his best interests exactly. at heart when he's doing this, and he's going to make him succeed by, you know, putting him in a position to succeed, and really, honestly, like how many other coaches could have 
coached, you know, Draymond to the level that he is to earn those contracts that he got. You know, that's like, true. I mean, imagine if he just like went to Detroit at the beginning of his career and like, you know, had a couple like mid-level contracts, didn't have any like championship success. You know, because he make, he's making twenty-seven million a year. Sure. Like, I who, think who would pay them? Hey, like for those type of services elsewhere. Yeah. I feel like I feel like Kurt has done a really good job of letting um like Draymond be the best version of himself. Like instead of saying, Hey, we need you to the coach Bud would say, Hey Draymond, you need to shoot threes. Yeah. I don't care if you're shooting twenty percent. It's not Frank Bud into this. If you're open you know I have to. But this is this, <laughs> tell me I'm wrong though. You're not wrong. Like, would would Coach Bud make Draymond shoot threes or not? He probably would yeah, put him in the corner. Sure, probably, and he wouldn't be part of the offense, and he never. That's that's what I'm saying, though. Like how much Draymond facilitates, and like he won those championships for them, like being right, the, exactly. the engine of those. Yeah, he was like allowed, like 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 look at Ben Simmons. Like they tried to do the same thing with Ben Simmons, and he couldn't do it because like he never got coached right. And the same thing would have happened with Draymond if he had been like kind of an under, in a different like role. Sure, probably. sure, sure. I'm not saying the exact same thing would have happened, but just like the way that they like oh try to make him like a point center forward or whatever he's going to be but he's not going to shoot but it's like nowadays like it's just it's tricky like if you don't shoot you got an extra person guarding Steph but Draymond can pull it off in a way where like he's pulled it off to this point but just in those last two games you know they had a poem yeah I think it goes back to the great Phil Jackson like I think he was very you know and Popovich and Popovich too but like yeah uh I don't know if Popovich really handled Rodman the best way. I'm just saying, like the Steve, w- Steve Kerr, the way the way that Phil Jackson did. Yeah, but that's like, the thing. That was way early in Popovich's career. Like he learned so much probably from that Rodman instance. Sure. Like, and Phil Jackson was already at that point quite a bit further ahead than Greg Popovich was. You know, Greg Popovich. That was early on in the Popovich experience. You sure. Know? Sure. Um, but I'm saying, like Steve Kerr, you know, was working with Popovich and obviously did all that stuff with you know, Phil Jackson. Right. So, and Phil Jackson almost got him to coach for the Knicks. Yeah, that's true. He was going to offer him the same amount or more money to coach the Knicks, and Steve Kerr decided to stay in Golden State because it was closer to his family in San Diego. Mm-hmm. But he loved Phil Jackson so much, he almost did it. Right. And nobody wanted that Knicks job. <laughs> nobody still wants that Knicks job. That's a rough job, man. It's tough. Yeah, and whoever does turn it around, though, is going to be... Well, they'll be a folk like, hero. Oh, just remembered in New York forever. Yeah. Like, it'll be, like, fucking, like, Biggie <laughs> yeah. and that guy. Yeah, that coach. <laughs> coach or star player, combination. Like, combination of the two, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I can't wait for it someday. <laughs> they're always trying to push that. Like they're like saying like uh, Masai Ujiri was gonna go become the GM there and get Gian- yeah. Giannis to sign in New York. I'm like, get the fuck out of here! You're fucking <laughs> crazy, man. You guys aren't pulling this shit off, man. Yeah, I, was, I from the jump, I knew Giannis wasn't going anywhere. It's just not built that way. Yeah, and it's just different. They were like to grow up like uh, overseas. Like I think you you value money differently. Okay. And yeah. you value you you value like different things more than um because you you grew up without money that is just money is just at a certain point like it's just a you know you're not really caught up in trying to be 
on the Forbes list or on every TV show. No, and or, he but he's frugal with it too, so he knows like the value of like keeping it too. Right, yeah, right. So he's not just like letting it go easy. He's just like right. Like when he, like LeBron was like, oh, I spend over a million dollars on upkeep on my body a year, and Giannis is just like, it's like oh, I'm too cheap to do that, so I'm just <laughs> in the gym over here doing this, and you know, right. And Giannis is, I mean, I don't know. I think he's more athletic than LeBron in LeBron's prime. Uh yes. Okay. I think it's probably a 50-50 toss. Yes, I think the only thing that separates LeBron from Giannis is that LeBron was fucking playing basketball from such a young age. Yeah. They, you know, he was just always He grew, like, he grew up with it. it, yeah. And um, and our culture is really basketball-centric I feel like if, if Giannis started playing basketball at the same age, mm-hmm. um, you would see him have that same kind of IQ mm-hmm. as well because I think Giannis has a great IQ. On top of his athleticism, yeah, uh, but it's it's definitely not like LeBron James. Yeah, IQ. He's getting there actually, though. Like, he is making great passes and playmaking. Oh, his like, pass this year, his playmaking has leveled up. Yep, yeah, uh, significantly. I think I I feel like he figured something out during the Suns championship win last year, where he figured sure. out some sort of spacing and playmaking. But yeah, but but LeBron always had that, even when he came in the league. So. LeBron's like savant it's, levels, like. But, but he started earlier too, is what I'm saying. Like they're both just crazy gifted athletes. And he's LeBron is special too, because like with all the pressure that was on him from like such a young age to, yeah. for him to like now still be playing i'm like but this I guy he, fulfilled like beyond anybody's wildest expectations for sure you know? but i think you can compare that like the pressure of Giannis trying to like just you know uh survive in greece yeah and to make it out of that is like a different kind of pressure too but i think it's similar well, to be like an immigrant think, in greece i think they're very i think they're molded in the same yeah. Like, you know, they're the same, like, whatever it is that molds greatness. Like, they, mm-hmm. they come from, they're cut from the same cloth, you know? Oh, yeah. 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 To be an immigrant, you know, growing up in Greece like that under those circumstances, uh, definitely toughen you up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with, the, you know, his family, too, with his brothers, you know, they, uh, they all got something. They all got something special going on. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what's up. Yeah, that's like that new the new Adam Sandler movie, the Hustle movie. I gotta watch. That. I haven't seen it at all, but I just keep seeing clips. I heard and it's, it's like, good. Yeah, it's a uh, uh, and Gomez or Wancho. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Adam Sandler, and then there's like some, some other cameos. Oh, there's tw- like over twenty five basketball players in it, yeah. and uh, Ant from uh, Minnesota is the nice. place he plays the villain. That's dope. Yeah. So and you got yeah like Kyle Lowry. There's a bunch of people in there. So I think it's a, another entry into the great uh, basketball movies. You know, maybe okay. it's not great, but you know, sports movies in general are like hardly ever great. You know, unless it's like you know, any given Sunday or st- some kind of type of movie like that. Or like sure. I don't, like what are like some great sports movies? Like can you name any off the top of your head? Like Air Bud. Yeah, like Air Bud. You're talking like Fire Bud. <laughs> That's the movie you're trying to watch. <laughs> Like well, like feel the dreams or like Rudy. <laughs> yeah, like those movies were always so cheesy when I was coming up. I don't know. Uh, he got game with Denzel was pretty good. That's a oh, classic. Like the Mighty Ducks, dog. I love the Mighty Ducks. So I'm saying. Yeah, for sure. Everyone loves the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, I'm all about that. D1, D2. <laughs> I don't know about the third one. <laughs> yeah, so those that's pretty solid. I mean, uh, Sandlot was dope. Sure. That's pretty good. Well, you're forgetting about Space Jam. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't that good, though. Space Jam? Fuck off. It wasn't that good of a movie. Space Jam is the best movie of all time. It was just good because of, like, 
Michael Jordan's greatness and like Bill Murray's in it. I was just gonna say Bill Murray's. Bill Murray's in it. it. Yeah, it is really, it is really good. Yeah, it's fun. I shouldn't say it's really good. It's fun to watch. Good? No, I don't know. I'm not gonna give Uh, it. It's more than good. Ah, I don't know. It's uh, good soundtrack. Um, so, so what, what else, else though? Are you watching anything else? Uh, hockey is Stanley Cup finals start today. No, I didn't catch it. It was Avalanche and what's going on right now. Okay, okay. Yeah. Who who made it? Avalanche and Lightning. Ah, Lightning. No Rangers. No Rangers. Yeah, I have fallen off so hard. I haven't even checked to see who's in it. Yeah, I think the finals are gonna be fun to watch. Hopefully, like they're on days that like you know basketball is not on. I think that's probably how it's gonna be. Yeah, see, it's rough because, like, I want to, like, go outside and, like, be in the sun, you know? And then yeah. I, I come inside and I'm, like, watching the NHL finals. I'm like, this should be, like, in February. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is true. Because it always works out when it's, like, the Winter Olympics and then you're watching the hockey in the Winter Olympics. I'm like, yes, I love this. This is the vibe, you know? Like, you know, Russia versus Canada. Let's get it. Let's <laughs> see what happens, man. Sure. Denmark versus... Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, I just love the, the that, that in the wintertime, not so much in the summer. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, I don't know, like, what... you Probably because they don't want to compete with football, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, everyone's got to dance around that football schedule for sure. Yeah. yeah. Get crushed in the ratings. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I haven't really caught too much else, honestly. Like, yeah, that's about it. I was watching some, some F1 highlights, but... Nice. I don't know. Is that even a sport? Yeah, it's a sport. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Um, so speaking of like Saudi blood money. Oh, was that what we were talking about? <laughs> did you uh, hear about the uh, the golf league, the Saudi golf league or whatever? Yeah, yeah, with Mickelson. That? Yeah. So like, what? So he got in trouble initially. So wait, what did he say initially off the top that got him in so much trouble? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about though? Like when I know he, Mickelson, yeah. He, I know, well, Mickelson, I know, I know like what you're referencing. He, he partnered with like the Saudi event that was going to be there. A bunch of people have. But now. then he said some wild flagrant shit. Did he? Yeah, and then he like had to like he was like almost going to get banned from the PGA, and he had to like all of his sponsors dropped him. Dang. And he had a lot of sponsors, man. Like Lincoln, man. Lincoln is like handing out money to golfers, like like you know left and right well so they were grilling i forget what this guy's name was but this one guy um same thing he joined this uh the saudi league um they're just giving out money to, to everyone to, to join them yep and this guy was just like really grilling this golfer he's just like it's like does this go against your ethics like what yeah he's yeah. like would you would you take uh would you golf in uh apartheid uh, south africa like Ooh. would you golf in like would you golf in like <laughs> and he's just, like naming like all these things he's like uh he's like well, uh do you want me to answer these hypotheticals like the golfer is like i i was not prepared for this yeah like, <laughs> getting really grilled yeah <laughs> yeah let's get into uh yeah some some deep some deep troubled historical places and throw, throw you right in the middle it's like what right. would you do like uh, Palestine and Israel, we get thrown out uh, <laughs> nine holes, you know. For, yeah, like, I don't know. No, that's uh, I don't know, man. Uh, the Saudis, you know, they want to have some parties, they want to have some good times, you know, they'll hire people. It'd be like, I just remember those stories of like they paid like Amy Winehouse a million dollars to like get drunk and do two songs, you know, and I'm like, sure. damn, that must have been a crazy time, you know, like for them just to have the money for these performers just to like go there and just like off a whim just be like yeah i'll get down on some jams right know? right but i've heard some stories about comedians like going there too 
and the UAE and like Saudi Arabia and stuff like that. And it's always like, like they'll like take you know like they'll like take your passport and you're just like so like what, am I gonna get that back right <laughs> like like what's happening here you know and they're like oh yeah you'll get it back and you're just like whew be a little nervous oh for sure be a little nervous I mean you got like Brittany Garner like still in de- being detained in Russia over there right now so yeah have you heard anything more about that because last I've heard they're extending their her detention oh dang so she's gonna be there longer dang yeah. So all these T-shirts that these NBA players aren't working. Uh, they need different like QR codes. <laughs> what happened? They uh, uh, they were wearing shirts that had QR codes that would take you to like oh um, like information about it and yeah, like how to like yeah. petition and like send money yep. and help. Yeah. Uh, so I feel for her. Then that's rough, dude. So that's what I'm saying. Like some of these events, like you go over there and you're just like, all right, I'm going to perform for these, you know. Yeah, royal, you know, royal blood. It's, it might not even be like like just like a cousin of a cousin. He's like got like crazy money, and he wants to see like sure the county crows play, and he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, give me the county crows, or like uh, <laughs> Kim Jong for Dennis Rodman. Yeah, and then like Dennis brought a bunch of players with him too. Yeah, they did a game. Yeah, the Vice documentary was pretty interesting. It definitely was. It definitely was. I think I watched it at your house at one point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When I was streaming the, uh, yeah. the illegal shit. Uh, yeah, that's that's. It. You didn't have to say that, but yeah. <laughs> no, I missed that. I missed that. I missed streaming the illegal shit. Can, why, why can't you I can still that? watch it on Vice? Like uh, the channels on uh, I know, Sling now, TV. Now, <laughs> now it's everywhere. Back in the day. Yeah, I remember you coming over to, your, your you crib. You had yeah. to be like fancy or like. You know, just technical. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I do remember coming over to your house and we were watching a lot of those Vice documentaries like way mm. long, 10 years ago or whenever it was. And we were oh, just yeah. like, oh, shit. And then Rodman goes to North Korea. <laughs> <sighs> That's wild, yeah. <laughs> I think about it all the time because Hannibal Burris, the comedian, he has a song called Going Wild like or Going Crazy like Rodman in North Korea. Dope. And he just like, he just screams it over and over again. And I'll be like in a traffic jam and like, going crazy like Rodman in North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> it's like people like see me in the other car like, what the fuck's up with this guy? Well, I wear, uh, in my Coob League, I, I, we got these jerseys that my buddy made. Uh, and I, I wear 91, mm. obviously, for yeah. Rodman. And people catch on. Yeah. I love when people catch on, too, because they're just like, I know. I know, and that's awesome. They're like, fuck yeah. Represent. It's like a little brotherhood. Yeah, I saw a list, and it was like a top five players of all time that scored under 10 points in the finals you know on an average you know sure and rodman is obviously like he's the dude <laughs> like who else it's like ben wallace and rodman you know right those are the two guys i didn't see the rest of the list uh, i just made it up in my it. head you don't need to see, need to see it. <laughs> i saw the headline i was like i, I got it <laughs> um yeah, so I mean, other sports, man, like uh, yeah, that Saudi uh, league for yeah. golf. I mean, it seems contentious, and yeah. obviously, what would you do? Uh, me, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, it, 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 it's hard to say, but I think, like, honestly, like, I don't know if I would want to do the the Saudi league, um, no matter how much they paid. Um, 
I mean, I feel like, you know, what, if I was just maybe going to be... It sounds some, like you're reading this off a cue card right now. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm mentally internalizing like, everything. You're like, I made a prepared... I literally... Like, I don't my, know what I'm going to talk about. My lawyer made a prepared statement. Oh, well, I, I'm literally staring at your map. I don't know what I'm going to say. Like, I didn't know that we were going to talk about this shit. Are you today. looking at Saudi Arabia on the map? Uh, actually, no. I was looking at Canada for some reason. Canada and Greenland. That's what I look at for some reason. Um, very fetching, very fetching lands there. Yeah, yes. Greenland is very, it's obnoxiously big, but it, it's eye-catchingly big. Um, not very inhabitable. Not a lot of, not a lot of people there. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, but no, I don't think I would. I don't think I would because I, like, the only thing I was trying to rationalize is like, man, I feel like if I was just like coming up and uh, the, the, the disparity is just going to be that large, yeah. like you would have to think about it. Like, I don't blame these guys for making that decision either. Like, it's not yeah. like I want to say, like, I'm going to be some moral, like, person. Uh, no, go get the money. Uh, it's not like fucking, like, you know, American sponsors are <laughs> that much better. Oh, so, hey, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. American Express. <laughs> like, I mean, come on. Yeah. So, uh, you know. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, but so like I don't know. American, like, American Express is like, why did I get involved over here? I, <laughs> I just, I just feel like I don't know. I, I, I would just be more comfortable here. Yeah, and 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 what's going on? Yeah, yeah, and it's tricky too. Like if you're a young golfer, because like you know, golf has this connotation of this like affluent, uh, kind of like chachi, kind of like a uh, rich guy sure. trying to get away from his wife on the weekend, kind of right. vibe, you know. And uh, obviously, like, those kids kind of grow up playing that. They're kind of usually a little bit – the barrier to entry is kind of, like, pretty high for, like, to become a golfer or golf Absolutely. pro when you're a kid. So you have to be, like, of a certain status usually. But then when you're actually, like, a pro, like, those guys can make a lot of money. But if you don't and you just keep missing the cut and you're, like, barely on that fringe, like, you're paying for travel. You're trying to get around. You're paying right. for hotels. It's like triple. It's like triple A, like league baseball players, where they're like sh- three guys in a room sharing a room, riding a bus. You know, it's like not so like luxurious. You know, exactly. So, it's like with Rodman taking those guys to Korea, like those guys that he brought with. Like, what was their end? You know, the, Amer- yeah. the Americans were they like globetrotters or like basically, who were they? yeah, I thought, yeah, I yeah. Thought... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little globetrotter action. Sure. So they were just ambassadors of peace. And basketball. Yeah, ambassador is a basketball, yeah. I don't know about peace, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, basketball is peace. It probably did, like, go, like, a long, longer way than I'm thinking to, like, actually easing tensions in some way. Right. (laughs) I'm sure, like, if you got, like, the guys happy and stable, like, it's going to be better for... Yeah, and it was definitely, like, when Trump was in office, I'm like, ah, we got two loose cannons over here. Like, (laughs) like, I don't know what's going to happen over here. Send Rodman back over. (laughs) (laughs) Get Rodman a private jet to Korea right away. Let's smooth this over. Let's play some more scrimmage games. Uh, send Rodman everywhere, dude. Yeah, Ambassador Rodman. Yeah. So I don't know. That's 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 all I got on that front, man. Um, yeah, I don't I don't really have a lot uh, to talk about. Um, uh, certainly not in baseball. I'm trying to think of is there anything cool in football. Uh, I did not see any USFL this week. I was <laughs> yeah, slacking right? on my duties. I was going to ask you, man. I was going to be into it, but then, You're like you know, the biggest fan. It got too You're nice outside. Fan. You are the, f- you know, you are the fan. We're going, man. You're, you, you, yeah. you're probably, like, uh, you should let the USFL know. Uh, you, should, you should, like, make a Twitter and, and just, just, just let them know that you exist. Uh, yeah. 
This it's like, hey, just, we're talking about you all the time over here at Pod Jam, God. I guarantee you that you're gonna be in their top like. Uh, send me, send me a shirt. Probably at least the top ten percentile of like <laughs> yeah, Twitter yeah. activity, like anything. Like, you, <laughs> we should do that. So we should make a Pod Sham God Twitter. Yeah, and then like, yeah, okay, like, yeah. we're gonna do that. We're gonna <laughs> okay. make a Pod Sham God like Twitter. Let's tweet at USFL yes, constantly. Yes, that's gonna be you. our first and only fucking mission right now. <laughs> We might, we will probably expand the shit later, <laughs> uh, but for now we're just gonna be focused on the USFL, and uh, I, I so wa- you can watch us probably interact with the USFL. Yeah, I like uh, it. Yeah, this it always reminds me of a um, Pod Don't Lie, one of my favorite basketball podcasts, and they're breaking up unfortunately because they got they're a bit too busy. Sure. But like when they first started a couple of years ago, there it was more under the radar, and at the same at the time they like. Like we're like propositioning like Jeff Van Gundy or not Jeff Van Gundy, um, his brother. Oh, Stan. Stan Van Gundy. Like if like if like they had gotten like above a certain amount of like Patreon subscribers, they would like proposition like Stan Van Gundy on Twitter. <laughs> nice. And then like they actually and then he got Stan Van Gundy like actually got on Twitter for like a bunch of other stuff and kind of like got more famous on there, like in that world. <laughs> sure. And they were just like, oh shit, we actually have to do this now. <laughs> and I always wondered if they did it. I think they might have backed out of it. So basically, we're going to have to just like proposition the USFL. Be like, yeah, hey. no, we because like, we are going to be probably like I said, the top, probably in the ten top tenth percentile of fans that are actually like vocally talking about the USFL on the internet. Like right now, at this like moment, at this very moment in time, we may be the only two people talking about it. Probably, <laughs> probably that's what I'm saying. Like we we hold an important role. We're here at the ground floor, folks. Exactly, exactly. USFL. We'll check back with you on that one uh, next week. Yeah, because I dropped the ball this week. <laughs> I kind of forgot about no, it. No, no. I, I think I think the I think the actual mission though is like not watching the USFL, but like engaging with the USFL. I got gotcha. you. I think I'm I gonna. Gotcha. Have, I, you can watch the USFL. I think I'm gonna. I think I am. Yeah. See, Despite gonna, the NFL, I'm gonna, I'm gonna engage them. I like. I, I'm just gonna take it that. Because I need to do it as a joke. Because all my friends are like, "Ooh, the Packers picked up this guy over there," and be like, "Dude, did you see like the USFL did this?" <laughs> they're gonna be like, "What?" They're like, "I thought you don't like football." I'll be like, "No, I like football." I'll just. Uh, it's got to be in the USFL. Man. It's, like, it's got to be done a certain way. Ah, uh, see, it's got to be done right. We're, we'll be talking about the NFL. Though. Oh yeah, for sure, hundred percent. But um, no, we'll be we'll be in on it. Hey, uh, so I did get also the uh, uh, the email address for us, so people people can write in. <laughs> it's got to end in a Gmail. I can't end in that one. No, no, no. It's uh, it, it is it's podstrings <laughs> That's not the email address. No, no. So I did get the Gmail account. I was, you got, you got pod it, it is a legit podshamgod at gmail.com. Okay, that's two I, M's. That's P-O-D-S-H-A-M-M-G-O-D. Yes, two yes. M's in the sham god. It's legit. But I, I will always refer to it at podshamgod at uh, gstrings.com because it's funnier that way. <laughs> Yeah, but people are gonna be sending it, and they're gonna be like, sent, their messages will be sent back. Like, <laughs> this is not a user. All right. Well, they know. Podshamgod <laughs> at gmail dot com or gstrings dot com. Yeah, we'll start off a Twitter. We'll do that too, and we'll start off an Instagram. We'll, we'll do all the shit. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, man. You uh, follow up on any of those pool players I was talking about, Efren Reyes no, or Earl Strickland? You I, have to watch some Efren Reyes. I, 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 I will. I will slack it. I'll, I'll slack find it. you some videos. Slack. I'll just send. I'll just send you the links to the videos so you know which ones I'm talking about. For sure. For sure. But if you just type in Efren Reyes, it's the best. Yeah, okay. He's the magician. Okay. Yeah. You can't fuck <laughs> around with that. Shout out Philippines. <laughs> I will definitely get down on that. Um, what else is going on? Um, oh, I was playing 
Fucking, um... Yeah. Playing what? <laughs> I was going to say I was fucking um, playing some Kuba, but we already talked about that. I think we got the Kuba covered. Yeah. Kuba Gooding Jr. Yeah. Yeah. That's about yep. it. That's about it. Otherwise, just fucking biking, hiking, trying to be outside, enjoying the heat. Love the heat. If we go golfing, um, we I are going to kick yeah. my ass. But the one thing I asked is we do it in the middle of July okay. when it's 120 degrees. Cause I want to get that warm here. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying that like, I will, let's, it's gotta be like taking the heat advantage. Yeah. I, I need some sort of advantage. I got the sun on my side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. July. We're going to definitely do that. Sure. And we're also going to tweet at the USFL. Yep. And, and email us at podshamgod at gmail.com. We're going to do a special podcast in Saudi Arabia next year. No, I'm just kidding. If they pay us. <laughs> Dude, that's the thing, You've though. You've already like, gone back on your, your uh, reversal. You know, I'm playing hardball, though. Ah. It's, it's a negotiation yeah, tactic. Yep, yep, yep. I know they got that money. <laughs> that podcast money? Oh, they, they better get that money. Yeah, they're booking podcasts now, like, at festivals. Sure. I'm, like, laughing. I'll be, like, looking. I'm like, oh, well, what's going down at uh, Coachella? And I'm like, oh, last, <laughs> last podcast on the left is playing? I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, you'd just be cracking up. So, so, you know what they say. Chapo's Trap uh, House is playing at Coachella. Like, they get some instruments. What's going on? Is it a DJ set? Oh, they're just doing the podcast. Okay. It's kind of cool. Live podcast. Yeah. Yeah. They've been doing them here at the Barrymore for a little while. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they have different podcasts. Like, crews come through town. And they they sell out. They do good. So, it's fun. It's like uh, Twitch streaming for me. Yeah, you wouldn't want to see it. Yeah. It's popular. Did you see T Pain said he makes more money on, on Twitch now? Oh, I believe it. Than, yeah, uh, for sure. Than, than anything he's done musically. He was probably making more money acting than he had been making off of music. That's for probably a long true. Time. That's probably true. I was watching him in the was it the House of Lies with Don Cheadle. He had like an arc on there. Sure. And I was like, I got to admit, man, T Pain's killing this role. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to T Pain. Yeah, I was like, all right, yeah. I'm impressed. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Well, I think we should, uh, you know, wrap it up on that note. All right, I'm gonna pull, pull that parachute on that T pain anecdote. Yeah. All right, thanks for listening, folks. Pod Sham Golf with Amo and Brandon. I'm Brandon. That's Amo. That's me. What up? Yo, peace. peace.